Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's ButtPod 103rd, 103rd. 103rd, that's, I think, that's one of the lines on uh, an American football pitch. We are talking about the Super Bowl last week. So he's he's got past 103rd. Yeah, or it sounds Did like it um, a line from a movie about um, the American military. I'm from the ButtPod 103rd, sir. Of course, we've, yeah. We've taken up positions around airborne. the town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one. <laughs> it's also, Phil, it's also two years to the day almost since we started BudPod. Wow. It's another <clears throat> it's our second Bud Podiversary. Two years to the day? My entire that's the same length as my entire boarding school career. <laughs> I was at that school for as long as I've done BudPod. <laughs> Man. And you've seen even more flaccid you... penises. <laughs> I've suddenly heard more, heard more shit stories. <laughs> because back then you were living the stories. <laughs> what, did your, what did your friend say at school that made me laugh so much? He has a horrible wet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, stood, in, I stood in his wet. Um, <laughs> which was the, the little... Because <laughs> all, all, all the rooms had a shower between three. So if you were in afterwards... You know, uh, you you would step into the previous guy's wet, which is just a bit of water <laughs> on, on the floor of the shower. Oh, I stood in his wet. It's so poetic. I really love that. It's so good. This leaving, this this imprint. Ah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a memory, like a like a sodden memory of ectoplasm. Previous ten- <laughs> it, yeah, that's that's the vibe he gave off of ectoplasm. <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> Imagine if you had a condition, like it was fine. You didn't shorten your lifespan. You're completely normal, except that you just were always like you had just stepped out of the shower. Well, like so, so even if you're outside in your shoes, you stood a place for a while and you walked away. There would be a little puddle where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was always <laughs> just sort of dripping. But like p- the pure clean water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like spring water. Yeah. The loveliest water. But it doesn't matter because all people see is just a wet patch where you've just. <laughs> <laughs> it would be even weirder. They'd analyze it and it would be like that distilled water they use for chemistry. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, like yeah, pristine <clears throat> H2O. The yeah. kind of water that you can uh, uh, superheat. Do you know this? I think this was on. Oh, yeah. It was an episode of Mythbusters, maybe. If you if, because if you get a pure water, pure H two O with no impurities, you can heat it to beyond a hundred degrees Celsius, beyond its boiling point. Yes, because the, the impurities the, are what make it boil at that level, right? Yeah, something like that. And then the second you add an impurity to it, like you just drop a spoon in it, the whole thing explodes because it's it has to all evaporate at once. That's definitely like a plot of a Nicolas Cage terrorism film. Yeah, or, or it's how Walter White gets out of a predicament in series two, I'd say, <laughs> of Breaking Bad. <laughs> series two, or very late on when you've sort of forgotten that he's a, a scientist nerd. Yeah, they ran out of the fun chemistry. You know there was, for Breaking Bad, they had like this chemistry professor. It's like, we got so many great ideas for... And by the end of series two, he's just like, I've used everything. Like, there's only... So many chemicals that explode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And there's only so many chemicals that one might find, say, in a police cell. Yeah, or at a CVS. CVS. Yeah, exactly. Although to be to be honest, I think American I think the American pharmacies stock more chemicals than most British industrial estates. It's so difficult to to write anything as exciting set in the UK as it is in America, because in America it'll be like, a, he was just an average Joe until someone murdered his wife. And then you're like, oh no, what's he going to do? And it's like, so he got a machine gun and a bomb and a car 
and a laser and a satellite guidance system and uh, an infrared goggles and uh, one of those ghillie suits that snipers wear and also these combat boots and this uh, pouch that can hold extra ammunition uh, and some ammunition, lots of ammunition and some dynamite. And you're like, where? And it's like Walmart. He went to Walmart once. Um, <laughs> it was one shot, just one big shot. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he got what they call the Punisher discount. Uh, yeah, he, he had to get one of the the deep shopping trolleys, not the shallow ones for <laughs> when you're just shopping for a week, but like a deep family shop size trolley. They should be. They should do an offer where it's like the avenging my dead wife offer, where it's like <laughs> if you buy all, all those things together, it's quarter quarter twenty five percent off. It's amazing there aren't more vigilantes in the U.S. It's got to be so simple to be like like if I lived in America. Not like in the UK, if you think, well, I really want to be a vigilante. So, well, you can't. You, what can you buy? You can go buy a cricket bat. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, Maybe a slingshot. Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna find you. you be Dennis the fucking menace. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be Dennis the menace. And they're going to find you on CCTV. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the reasons you don't need to be a vigilante, because they just found the guy you're looking for on CCTV as well. Um, <laughs> it's just CCTV everywhere. Whereas in America, the decision not to be a vigilante, like, you'd have to actively take that decision most days. <laughs> you're just in a traffic yeah. jam like the michael douglas from falling down getting really angry and thinking god i should follow that car and shoot everyone inside oh, not, no. not being a vigilant not being a vigilante in the u.s must just be like trying to avoid sugar it must just be like you reach for it and you go oh no that's right i'm trying not to uh it's, it's lent <laughs> like speaking of oh, yeah. have you give have you given up anything for this uh unfestive period the least festive period of the Christian festive calendar, the 40 days of, of voluntary misery. It's like they wanted to perfectly cancel out Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think in the early church they were saying, uh, people are being a, people are starting to tell if you're Christian by how fat you are in spring, <laughs> and we need something that's not helping our reputation. You know, we're a small organization. We've got to grow. Let's get a kind of diet and exercise element in here. Um, yep. The original dry January... It's Lent. <laughs> I um, uh, I I've I've basically so I've I've provisionally given up takeaways. Oh, okay. Unless I'm going to share one with my lady friend. That's my rule. Okay. If it's a if it's the closest thing I can get to a social event during lockdown, then maybe I'll indulge. Not necessarily, and we haven't. But been, is but. Oh- but all this means is that every other night you're going to be going to your lady friend takeaway night. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like. Um, I'm gonna just be like my face at the window tapping, you know, <laughs> pointing at pointing at a delivery or just eat on my phone, nodding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a demon, like a demon of temptation, which is appropriate for Lent. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was ordering. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. ordering. Um, I was ordering or getting takeaways, just like because I can and there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've stopped. Have you stopped anything? Well, I was thinking about it, and then someone I know said, um, "It's been a whole year of giving things up." <laughs> and and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been Lent year." I th- I think the I think if there's any year where you, you're allowed not to give anything up this Lent, I think this is probably it. I think that's true, yeah. I think, but then, like, uh, in defense of my own uh, takeaways-based concern, that's that's someone talking to you there who still fits into their genes. Right. Fair enough. That's, but, that's uh, the problem. How 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 is your physique at the moment? You're pretty trim, aren't you? It's pretty gloopy. Gloopy. It's, pre- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gloopy at the moment. Um, oh, it's God. not disastrously gloopy, but it's 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 gloopier than it was, and it's too gloopy. And uh, actually, I tell you what, what would make more sense? Well, no, I only started it yesterday. So your friend and mine, comedian Stuart Laws, who's very good on Twitter and TikTok, and oh yeah, Instagram. yeah, good old Stu Law, good old Stu Laws. Laws of Turtle Canyon as well. Oh, um, coleslaw, old coleslaw. He um, he's doing a press ups challenge and a and a squats challenge. But I never know with him if it's a joke. He's filming it as a joke. Oh, he's not. He has. He, I don't think he's even filmed this. Um, okay. Well, so he's he's, he's giving him some himself so many press ups and so many 
squats to do a day yeah but you do a certain number a day and then you add one each subsequent day Ooh! so it gradually increases and the press-up one started yesterday and he was telling me about this and i was like oh man i want to do that because i haven't done exercise in a thousand years which is why i'm a kind mm. of if 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 you could be an egyptian mummy who was also gloopy that's what i am i'm an egyptian mummy who got left out in the rain i'm all gloopy and crusty and and not like not wrinkly at all yeah, yeah, too just shiny, puffy and shiny. <laughs> Horrible. Um, so, I, okay, so, so, so I said, I'm like, in. Like a drowned mummy, you look like yeah. a drowned mummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some ancient Egyptian guy in his like tunic or whatever. Like, oh, we only just mummified that guy and he washed away. <laughs> he washed down the Nile. Um, so you're going you're gonna to try this? You're going to try the... Yeah, I did. I did one th- new push-up a day. No, no, so you do 10 of three different kinds, uh-huh. and then you add one each day. So so then the next day you do 11? Yeah, of each kind. So you do 30, 33, Oof. 36, 39, 42, etc. No, um, no, I'm out. <laughs> but I used to, I used to uh, be good at push-ups, and now I, I'm like a tiny, weak baby. So I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to fight back. I'm going to make it so that when I go back to gyms, when gyms reopen in 2025, um, they, I seem like I've been better behaved than I have been. and I haven't just turned my body into a, uh, well, lamb, really. Just fatty cuts of lamb. Well, I mean, gym day is now 12th of April. Is it 12th of April now? Is that official? 12th of April is gyms and outside restaurants. Ooh. You can eat outside. Did you not watch um, our favorite boy, little boy Johnson, um, <laughs> giving us all the good news yesterday? Our, our favorite cum-streaked boy. Um, I didn't actually. You know why? Because I saw he was being given pref- so he was giving a press conference, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're going to find out all this." Blah blah blah. And I'm so I'm so sick of it all that I'm just like, you know what? I'll read it on Twitter. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't fucking care someone else will tell me this and I get nothing from watching him blather his way through it live and say the word alas and <laughs> well you know I've, I'm well I guess Twitter's been my Lent from before Lent I've not been on Twitter and I'm I'm, I'm trying to stay off it for now um, um, I'm trying to stay off social media for now uh, so I, I, I no longer, ha- I used to be like that. I was like, uh, I'll, I won't watch the news. I'll just watch an angry filtered version of it <laughs> and unfold online. Yeah. Um, but now it's, it's so nice Pierre, to receive news without, uh, an opinion attachment that I'm forced to open <laughs> without someone writing this in capitals. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'd, I'd rather... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So I just get the news neat now. Neat no ice. Neat no ice, and you know I've not like for, for not being on social media, I've not missed out on. And nothing's caught me by surprise. You know, there hasn't been like a giant robot ant has walked up to the house, and I was like, "What? When did this happen?" And people were like, "Haven't you seen on Twitter? Um, the giant robot ants have taken over." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Well. I should have known. That hasn't happened. Every yeah. I I know as much as anyone else, and I've not, you know, I've not tortured myself with the dumb opinions of others. All you've missed out on is some memes. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a wicked the wicked thing. Like when I have taken a break from social media, every time I come back, it's like a new, it's like a different country. Yeah, well, like we were saying with um, Jackie. Uh... Jackie Weaver. Yeah. See, even you've already forgotten her name. Already, I forget. She was the biggest thing in the country a couple of weeks ago, and you've already forgotten her name. <laughs> the Queen. She's bigger had an than opinion. the Queen. Yeah, the Queen had an opinion on Jackie Weaver. <laughs> yeah, or how soon we forget, and it's just it's just this endless churn, and nothing sticks. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think that's what I. That's yeah. That's it. That's what I. That's what I really grasped this year is that nothing sticks and with the, the briefings that's that's what they really hammered home is nothing sticks so there's no why watch the day-to-day one yeah that's right nothing sticks and everything is just completely based on whatever's happened that day and it's just 
fluid. I mean, that's why, like, I, I still have my subscriptions to, like, you know, Private Eye or, or New Statesman or whatever, and my, my flatmate gets The Economist. And there just has never felt like any point in reading them, because certainly over the last year, the news is it's just like, well, that's out of date now. It's been 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of reading something that comes up monthly seems, like, insane. Yeah, it's like, unless you're working on the teams to solve it, there's no point being up to date with a crisis really there's no point being up to date with a crisis yeah they don't need you yeah <laughs> they're not gonna call you in and be like it's, quick yeah you 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 you'd make it too many cooks if you were to <laughs> throw your hat in if they if they were calling you in the crisis would be much worse than you'd thought <laughs> i was say, i was saying i was saying this to you earlier you know from time to time, I see a screen grab of someone, you know, saying something online about they should be doing this to have solve this unprecedented fiasco. Um, and in the past, I'd have been like, yeah, why aren't they doing that? But now if I see someone, I'm like, what? Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> what the hell do you think you know that these people don't? Well, this is the... It's, this is the problem is that we've we've seen we've we, we, we've seen the consequences of being sick of experts so now people look for some kind of we, we, we this is this is our, our era is just like um a bunch of people who have decided to like overthrow the professor and be like, yeah. <laughs> we're sick of you telling us what to do, you fucking Poindexter. And we've pushed him over in the mud. And we've taken his his like uh, pointing stick for lecturing with. And now we're well, now yeah. we're going to run the lecture. And his big motorboard. Yeah, <laughs> we put on his 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 motor, motorboard hat. Um, motor, motorboard. That's right, motorboard hat. Motorboard. That's it. I had a complete brain fart there. And we've put it on, and we've gone. Now I'm the lecturer, and all the other muddy children have gone. Yeah. And it's gone. So everyone's failed their exams. It's gone really badly. Um. It's yeah. We need. Uh, I miss. I'm. I. It's. It's like if you if you were to go back and read some articles from the seventies about like, uh, far too many of our of people in power go through these traditional roots of slowly learning expertise in organizing a large trade union or perhaps a, a biochemical company or an investment and you go please can we go back to that yeah and everyone in yeah. charge is boring and slow and clever i've missed that a lot that'd be great imagine be absolutely brilliant imagine it. you wouldn't have matt hancock with his creepy little pumpkin face on tv <laughs> just ignoring he's do you think he's do you think he is like a gimp? He would suit a, a tight leather suit, wouldn't he? Because there's he'd... something about him that's like, yeah, he would fit perfectly with like a little red ball in his mouth. You know, I, like, not that I want to, to do that to him. It's just <laughs> if I saw him in that outfit, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, you I wouldn't could. be like, the health secretary is wearing a gimp costume. I'd just be like, oh, look, it's Matt Hancock. <laughs> Yeah, whereas like because like, they keep putting him on TV to to suffer, and then he keep and he keeps fucking up, and his life seems to consist of being hit with a big spade. Um, the did you watch him sort of mid, um, mid pandemic last year when, well he's he he's always on Zoom on news shows in front of that disgusting picture of the Queen that he bought at Camden Market. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and. and <laughs> And he was he, he, he there's a moment where every time he was on Good Morning Britain he just had the eyes of like a guy who was about to snap. He looked like a guy who was about to go vigilante in the US. Just like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well we're trying our best, yes. <laughs> his his approach to being in charge of a failing effort uh, and to go on breakfast television has been to sort of constantly emit a low level chuckle. <laughs> like the Joker, or or like uh, someone who's trying not to get shot in a hostage crisis. No, it's no, it's, that's what it is. It's someone trying not to give away that there's a gun pressed against the base of their spine. 
<laughs> he's going <laughs> oh like while they're saying unprecedented numbers of deaths complete fiasco and he's going oh well <laughs> just this constant like rolling Be- giggle it's horrible between him and Pretty Patel it's like the fucking it's like the fucking chuckle twins in government <laughs> yeah they've old smirk yeah. old it's smirk like him place. giggling and chuckling or her smirking it's like there's no one taking this seriously. Well, no, they've been told, like, uh, everyone thinks you're cold, heartless, and incompetent. So maybe you could just be cheerful and incompetent. Well, you remember back in the day when it was obvious Gordon Brown had been given that note. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he'd have to remind himself consciously to turn on the smile button. And you could... <laughs> and you'd scare children. <laughs> He's the only person I, I know who can visibly make the decision to smile. <laughs> <laughs> Time to smile now, Gordon. And then just <laughs> you could hear like wood creaking. It was terrifying. But um and then but then like okay, Hancock's creepy chuckling and then the creepy crying and then the stuff with the school meals as well. Did you see that interview? No. So but like even when it's not his department, they put him on the news to be the gimp and get hit with six. So when they did the U-turn, the second U-turn on school meals, or maybe it was even the first, I don't know. But then they were just like Piers Morgan was just saying, "Well, you know, so you you think it's good that we're feeding all the kids now?" Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really great and uh oh, Marcus Rashford really great blah blah and then the guys like Piers Morgan is like, "Well, then do you regret not doing it before?" Well, it's really great that we're just doing it now. Well, then, so you think you should have been doing it. You think it's a good thing to do. Yes. Well, do you regret not doing it then? Well, it's it's good to move forward. and like, it, But it, it's the most awkward thing. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. And he's just, but he's smiling the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, as if, as if Piers Morgan. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the Tory party, all, all these are wasted kids smoking outside the school bins. And every time a, a, a teacher comes around, they shove Matt Hancock. Go, go, go. <laughs> But, go on. Uh, he's reacting though, like he, Hi, miss. he's he, someone's not asking a devastating question about his callous incompetence or the callous incompetence of his government. He's reacting as if Piers Morgan is going, "Are you sure you don't want a pudding?" <laughs> oh no, no. Well, you know, I'm just gonna I'll leave the dinner there. Thank you, it was delicious. But we have so much pudding. Oh well, well, though, you know. I, <laughs> He's so pleased. It's it's got to be a sexual thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what the game outfit's for. <laughs> Behind that big horrible picture of the queen is a a vault that he opens, and in it is all his gimp stuff. <laughs> do you think he? It's possible to do that all that chuckling around a red ball gag. Oh, well, that's why he, his, his laughing is so sort of rictus and stiff, because he's used to having that gag. He's, <laughs> he's used to going like... <laughs> Just on the news like that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the so the gym day is 13th of April. Theatre day is supposed to be 17th of May. Really? Yes, theatre day is 17th of May. And... Um, and most indoor hospitality settings are op- are opening, supposedly on seventeenth of May. Which, and the, you know, which and the most re- relevant question for you and me and our like Pierre's, what does that mean for the famous Edinburgh Fringe Festival? That's is true. Is that two indoors? That's true. So June the first is supposed to be Freedom Day. No, June the twenty-first is supposed to be Freedom Day. That's the day when um, all restrictions supposedly are being lifted. All social interaction restrictions are being lifted. 21st of June. Which is, you know, that's a month and a bit from the fringe. But then I I guess the fringe, like a lot of the fringe preparations are non-physical up till that point anyway, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like like Glastonbury where they have to be there, you know, building shit and, I don't know, carrying barrels. I don't know how Glastonbury works, but... Hmm. Digging up Mongolia crystals from the year before. Mounted. That's right. <laughs> um, Shit, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I wonder. But then Scotland is... is, is well, I don't know, because they need the money. Oh, that's right. It's England. Yeah, this is England. When Scotland's Scotland. Freedom Day. They, they need the money, though. They like to be stricter to make Boris look bad, but they do need the money. From the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. 
huge, yeah. huge, huge money. But remember what Scotland does is um, throughout the whole COVID crisis, they go, man, look what England have done. And then a week <laughs> later, they do it. <laughs> Quietly, they do the same thing. Yeah. Well, also, I guess if you put like so many of the people who go to the fringe are international. What if they put it on and it's like, well, other countries can't come. There's a travel ban. They're not vaccinated. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe it would be um, maybe be a very nice Edinburgh fringe when there's only like th- 20 shows on. I think it'll be uh, I, th- I think you're underestimating uh, the harrowing ambitions and work ethic of clowns because I think there's going to be the same number of shows and like 80 Scottish people to go around. <laughs> unless unless they convince the rest of the country that would normally want to go to Marbella to bother coming to the Fringe and holidaying within the UK for once. Maybe. That's a good point. I didn't, didn't think of that. And then we'll lose the well, long-standing Fringe tradition, Phil, that you and I have both done of accidentally having an audience of sort of 30 German backpackers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there might be. There's a very good chance you won't be able to even get a plane ticket this summer, Pierre. Holiday bookings have gone through the roof, and in, in, in since last night's announcements. Oh, have they? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yes, I've been a regular news hound this last um, 24 hours. It seems the news, eh? Oh, sounds like this is the sort of thing a, ma- a fellow should know about. Um, yeah, I should. Oh, dude. Here's a bit of news. I, 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 um, um, the 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 loopiest story on BBC News app when I opened it up this morning. A, a guy in America uh, was killed by the gender reveal device he was building. You're kidding! Like a gender reveal, like party. a Taliban bomb maker. It blew up. I presume it blew up. It killed him. What? Twenty eight years old. Twenty eight. That's that's younger than us now. Yeah, yeah, two years younger, three years younger than me. He's killed him, you know, killed himself with a. And the 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 worst thing about it, they asked his uh, brother for a for um for a quote about it. His brother said, "Is the freakiest of freaky accidents." <laughs> the freakiest of freak accidents, he said. What a thing to say about 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 your just dead brother. Oh, it's the freakiest of freak accidents. He's, and he's, he's, he's to... not the only one. A woman, oh my God. A, a, a couple of years ago, oh no, 2019, I saw there was a woman killed at a gender reveal party when um, the homemade, the homemade, I mean, this goes back to what we started this podcast talking about, the homemade explosive device for the gender reveal exploded and threw a piece of shrapnel into her head and killed her instantly. I mean, don't, don't, those are literally IEDs. That's what, like, the Taliban yeah. make and the IRA. Yeah. Only this in America. This is America, baby. You just make your own IEDs. Also, like, that that guy's saying, oh, it's the freakiest of freaky accidents so that his brother doesn't seem like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And essentially, yeah. the, 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 unfortunately for him, I guess God bless him for trying, what he's saying is, God, you'll never guess what exploded. That explosive. <laughs> It would, it would only be a freaky accident if it had exploded and killed him, and it had been a birthday cake. That's true. Then they'd be like, "What?" That's a very good point. Oh, it yeah, turns out if you if point. you whisk eggs fast enough, oh, it's like a grenade. It's like no, you were building a bomb, and you're not a an engineer with a robot that's building it for you in a factory. You're a, yeah. you're a domestic, you're a domestic gender terrorist. Yeah, you, you're not in the hurt locker. You you try to build a a a a bomb with some blue paint in it. Why isn't there? A bomb. Why isn't there a fucking terrorist attack in, the, in America every day? If people can make, if if all it takes to have enough dedication and access to chemicals to make a bomb is to just be like, well, I'm having a kid. <laughs> oh well, uh, you should have said, sir. Here, have a cigar and five pounds of C four. <laughs> we don't have any blue paint, but uh, are nails okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have all these pink ball bearings. Would you like those? <laughs> it's just like 
you know what this is? This is the amazing influence of just like a seven second clip on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the body count of TikTok at this point. Oh my god. Suicide because of people who hate how they look because um suicides they fucking filmed on TikTok. I mean Yeah. It's a, geez, it's the, the, yeah. Oh. It's 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 interesting, isn't it, to look back at say, you know, there's like VHS tapes that Bin Laden would release. Yeah. And they'd be like a kind of 20 minute long thing and he'd be in his cave and he'd be like giving a, a sermon for 20 minutes. And you just think, if you just filmed yourself in the cave, Osama, just doing a little dance, lip syncing to something. Yeah. Who knows how many uh, terror attacks there would have been by now. It's, that's the- Someone should have told him, these, these uh, diatribes are too long. It's got to be like eight seconds. You lose people in the first two. Osama, we need snackable diatribes. <laughs> <laughs> We need bite-sized fatwas, Osama. People, they just don't have time these days. People want to learn about a new fatwa on the way to work, while they're on the toilet. While they're waiting for the bus. <laughs> while they're waiting to blow up the bus. <laughs> don't you... I mean, can, can you believe there was a time, Pierre, that was so innocent that we were horrified by uh, the movie The Ring? in which uh, a video of a dead person inspires people to die. Yeah. Well, that's just TikTok now. <laughs> You've just described the most popular social media app in the world. This, the, the, the video from The Ring is on TikTok. No one's noticed. <laughs> people just Anything skip past it. Anything's at least deadly. You get, you get seven whole days. Yeah. They're like, wow, I can watch a trillion TikToks by that. That's great. <laughs> They they scroll down to it, they find it, and there's just the the, the slow focus on the well with their ooh the horrible music, and they just go yeah, and they just go on the next one, and it's like a dog with a Mexican hat. <laughs> they just skip past that girl. She's got hasn't got a chance. Be- like, I I I I always think you know about parents with kids. You know when I was growing up, parents who wouldn't let their kids listen to rap or play video games or. I was like, just chill out. What do you think? And parents going, it ru- ruins your brain. And I'm going, no, it doesn't. Calm down, you point, Dexter. But if I had a kid now and they wanted to download TikTok, I'd throw their phone in the sea. <laughs> I think like more and more I'm sympathizing with those people who go and raise their kids just in like a remote island. <laughs> We're like on a farm. Certainly not a smartphone. Even a smartphone generally. God knows. Yeah, I mean, like every every app is just like right. What's the what's the what's the way to become one of the most popular apps on the app store? All we know is that it has to involve teenagers killing themselves. So let's just work that into the app, and we'll yeah, figure we'll out what the app reverse store engineer from that. Yeah, from yeah. that point. Yeah, they've they've got a big whiteboard and they draw like a teenager killing himself, and they go right. That's what we're aiming for. How do we get all, all here? The arrows point arrows pointing on this circle. <laughs> They're circling at loads with one marker. And underlining chuck chuck chuck. <laughs> this. This is what we want. We- uh, you know what I hate, actually, sorry to go on a tangent, but people who like use like whiteboards in that way yeah. and then every time they re- refer back to the point, they add they took they touch it and they add a little dot. <laughs> And so you end up with this fucking mess of just all these dots everywhere. They think it's helping. It's like, you know, there's like, there's 200 dots on this board now. Yeah. And it, it looks like, um, um, what do you, oh, it's got a name, like, picked, picked, like the art that they make by doing that. Oh, like the, the art that weird Japanese lady makes with all the polka dots. With little dots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, or sometimes, yeah, I've, I've seen someone... I remember people doing that at school, and I've seen people do that in like maybe in a meeting or something. And you're like, "Oh, and I didn't know what you were talking about till you dotted it for the eleventh time." <laughs> Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But anyway, we digress. Uh like uh, yeah, kids with uh, like I mean I think sort of social media apps are cynically optimized to to arrest our attention but have you seen like ipad apps for kids like for young kids oh yeah like the sort of these interactive bright cartoons and the sounds it's like (laughs) and they're literally throwing all these addictive colors at other kids i've seen (laughs) if you try try and take the ipad away from the small kid it's like "Ah!" it's like you're pulling his leg off it's like "Ah!" Awful, man. I I don't know if I told you this, but I was a couple of years ago, not very long ago. I was in an airport and I saw this little toddler waddle up to like a sign, just a normal sign for I don't know the McDonald's or yeah, you know, some credit card or whatever. And the kid just reached up to the sign and just started touched it and just started swiping left and right, and it couldn't. The kid couldn't figure out why it wasn't changing. No way! It was like what? It didn't understand that the that some some screens in the world don't aren't touch screens, and you can't change everything with your touch. It was really peculiar. That's so weird. Oh man, I've seen. I remember seeing my nephew. I, I got a glimpse of kids YouTube. Um, oh yeah, and there's all sorts of like kids. YouTube is huge. It's probably bigger than normal YouTube. It's massive, and it's full of like kids cartoons or whatever, or like, but there's like YouTubers who do like kids yoga, kids sing along, whatever, and it's like kids yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so like little yoga or ballet or whatever. To I guess do with you your must kid. find the child pose very easy. Yeah, they've smashed that day one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But there's these people who are like our age, who are like YouTubers, but they dress up and put on a silly hat and they go, Hi, I'm Binky the Clown! And they, they do a whole kid's show. Huh. Um, and some of them, like, obviously some of them are like, you know, millionaires from it and whatever. But they're so loud, Phil. Yeah. they're Because like, one of the best ways to keep kids' attention is like high-pitched screaming noises. <laughs> so it's like, it's yeah. really like an absolute assault on the senses bright colors and someone's going Wah! just like Wah! just like dinosaurs fucking constant screaming and yelling and like you know when people put on a fake high voice yeah i don't have no idea what you mean Pierre. what, what are you talking about <laughs> well that's just amazing like just this horrible it's something ghoulish why. about it because why it's done with such intent yeah yeah it's like they're trying to trick the kids into something what I wonder why babies like that. What sort of natural reason is there for babies to like high-pitched, relentless noise? Well, they can hear more high frequencies than we can. That's true. Young kids. So maybe that's part of it. I mean, look, at a certain point, you don't want to be the kind of person who's like, ah, there's a plastic toy, and if you press a button, it says moo. It's not all right. It's the devil. You know, you don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> right, the children should meet a real cow that lives in the yard. <laughs> And could bite their head off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slop out the cows, then you'll learn they say moo soon enough. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. But there's a point where it's like, you know what I think it is? This is I think this is a workable analogy here. So you know how like TikTok, we're saying it's like it's engineered to, to addict your rat brain, your monkey brain. Yeah. Right? I think it's the difference between weed and crack. 
Oh, what? Okay. So like uh, something which like is a, weird, which is correct. Yeah. So something like a speak and spell, or even I don't know, just some boring video game like Sonic or whatever. Uh, kids TV. That's just like a cartoon, whatever. Mickey Mouse. That's like weed. Yeah, it it it, mm. it it gets you high and it manipulates your brain chemistry, but in a kind of mellow, kind of scaled up, scaled down way, just up and down. Okay, it does something and it's okay and it's fine and it should be legal. Whereas, like on paper, crack cocaine or you know heroin is still just a drug that does that, but it's too mm-hmm. good at it. Right. <laughs> and when it's too good, it's dangerous. <laughs> That's it. Right, yes, yes. You can't let people buy a pint of 90% proof vodka. It's too good at getting you drunk. Yeah, you'll die. Whereas you can have a beer. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're saying that um, that guy should be fine. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that if the, if you're just the there ring going like app a should be taken down. Yeah, or just apps where it's like, okay, this is it's too good now. This is too good. You're too, you're well done. You're too good yeah. at this. Um, yeah. You need to make is it, with the, the same thing they're doing with gambling apps and stuff, where it's like cool down periods and stuff. You you can't use this for 45 minutes now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because I think we're so good at manipulating our own brain chemistry that. There's a certain point where free will is almost in question, right? Like it is with drug addiction. Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They can. We can get to a point where we understand human psychology so well that we turn free will into a, a debate. Well, like a moot point or a debatable point. Yeah. Where it's like. Uh... You, it, it, it takes um you'd have to be a really serious libertarian to stand in front of a homeless heroin addict and be like well if the gentleman here is uh you know decides to perhaps have some more heroin today then you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a point where it's like yeah he's it's not a decision <laughs> not really yeah yeah I th- are we gonna have to be on tiktok you've quit twitter so you're you're out of the game I've not quit Twitter. I'm I'm just I'm just off off um, it for a bit and off the internet of opinions for a bit. Mm. Um, it's the internet of opinions for. I mean, I used you know I love Twitter for the jokes and and um, like I've I've picked up things I really love off of it. You know, like bits of TV I wouldn't have seen otherwise, or radio shows or podcasts. But you have to make a. A judgment call whether or not it is worth listening to all the fucking bitching yeah and the fucking whining and the moral grandstanding well, and yeah. until that and until that subsides you know i'm gonna have to keep taking big breaks but why don't you use twitter the way that like i, I remember finding out that some really old celebrity texted his tweets like you could just text them in right that's how it started isn't it I think so, but you can turn it into a one-way pipe. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, I could just unfollow everyone. No, then that's a whole thing. Then you're the guy who's unfollowed everyone. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. Well, that's just, no, I understand. That's just Lemmy, you know. <laughs> I understand. I mean, I could just unfollow all the opinion people, but then I get such a... The, the dangerous thing is, I, I, you know, I get such a rush. I mean, I... You know, if I see something stupid someone said, I'll screen grab it and I'll send it to you and I'll go, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> and it feels great. It feels so good. Um, it feels great in the moment. This is how it's like a drug. It feels fucking great in the moment. But a couple hours later, you feel sad and you don't know why. <laughs> you feel exhausted and sad and angry at nothing in particular and you don't know why. It's because you've had a three hour argument with a, an imaginary version of that person in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and a three-hour argument is tiring enough in real life. Mm, mm, Maybe mm. I should find a way of just texting. Basically, I only go on there. This is the funny thing, is I basically go on there to tweet from, like, the BudPod account. Hey, by the way, BudPod's out. Yeah, I mean, and, it's good for that. It's good for letting people know what's up and, you know, when they can see you. And you know I, think people appreci- <laughs> I think it's very useful for that. You know what's funny? Sometimes I'll tweet, like... Ah, it's a new episode of BudPod from the BudPod account. And, the, and then you'll lose a couple of followers. And you're like, well... B- 
<laughs> you were following the you were following Bud Pod. What were you expecting? This, this is all this is for. Well, I guess Bud Pod account doesn't tweet anything but Bud Pod. Uh, this is not <laughs> what I signed up for. Oh, so you only wanted me to follow you so I'd listen to your podcast? Yes. <laughs> that's that's literally it. That was my goal, and anything beyond that is completely incidental to the goal. That's funny. I think that's yeah, that's a big. I think that's a big part of it where people don't understand the difference because they, they they run their Twitter account as just like a fun silly place where they look at dogs uh, videos. Mm-hmm, so when mm-hmm. they encounter a Twitter account where it's like this is basically a business, you're basically following at KFC. It's just that it's not as successful as KFC. <laughs> yet, 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 yeah. yet. Watch out, Colonel. Watch out, Colonel. Our original recipe chant is coming for you. That's right, and we've got twelve herbs and spices. <laughs> That's one more than you, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that means that we can legally refer to you as the the least spicy chicken, the least spiced. The blander, the, the blander spice. recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? We just added cloves. Cloves! <laughs> it's got Christmas chicken! <laughs> I don't know why the, the, the selling point of KFC is how many herbs and spices there are in there, because it's not like the more the, the better, is it? It's also, I mean, the, the days in which you could perceive that there is marjoram in the recipe are long gone. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever had a nibble of the colonel's produce and said, is that marjoram? Do I detect a hint of marjoram? I, th- I think, hey, well, That's yeah. right. I, I, I picked up a taste for the stuff uh, in the Civil War. <laughs> I think... I would love to see the herbs and spices as they're added now, because I'm just imagining a big vat of, like, dust. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it just comes on a big vat. It's just got the letter H sprayed on it. <laughs> and it's just called Compound H. And, yeah. And they just... It, it's, per, it's made perfectly, exactly identically every single time, the proportions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's ab- that's absolutely the case. Do you ever have that thing where you have a little, um, uh, what would you call it? A little bottle of herbs? A little? They're not jars, are they? What would you call that? A shaker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you call it a little shaker of herbs, a little jar of herbs, glass jar shaker, vial, a vial. Yes, yes. Uh, uh. It's it, after a bit they just become dusty leaves with no taste, don't they? Yeah, although they always they always hold their smell, and then you put them in, and uh, it's not done anything actually. Yeah, they, they they have a they have a limit, and I think that maybe KFC get around it by being like, well, technically we've put leaves from the marjoram plant in. It's just that we buy old leaves in bulk or whatever for like nothing, uh-huh. get them for free, because yeah. they, it genuinely is like so profoundly or like not not tasteless but it's it's not you know a, a spice explosion in the mouth no yeah i mean to me it's it tastes like uh, pe- pepper and salt i think they count salt and pepper as some of the spices you know <laughs> i think so <laughs> which is cheating isn't it it's like it's like um <laughs> It's it's like saying there's so many ingredients in our chicken and you're counting chicken as the first one. I, I I've started recently eating things and eat, having salt as and eating salt and it feels like a luxury uh, flavor salt. It feels like this amazing magical thing because I, I read a book set in the old the Wild West where salt was a luxury item. Yeah, and only like well-off people had like a little silver tub of salt on Sundays they bring out a little tub of salt and um, uh, now that's in your head and now that's in my head so now every time I sprinkle salt on something I'm like oh wow <laughs> salarium oh. 
I recommend it. That's good, yeah, because then you can sort of, wow, it's, it's this perfect crystal that just enhances the flavor of literally everything. It's amazing, salt. It's, um, I cannot believe it sometimes. I'm like, salt, where did you come from? <laughs> well done. <laughs> and like, well, how do you describe salt? How do you try and describe the taste of salt to me, Pierre? Ooh, uh, bitter and juicy. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it makes your mouth all juicy. <laughs> it does make your mouth juicy. Do you think it's bitter? Yeah, salt and salt and sour are, are similar vibes. I'd say. Salt and sour. Yeah. You just said bitter. Sour is bitter, isn't it? Sour is bitter. Isn't it? Bitter lemon. Would you say lemon is bitter? Uh, I mean, lemon skin is bitter, but sour and bitter are very different tastes. Would you say so? Are you having me on? What's sour and what's bitter? A sa- sour is like vinegar. Um, bitter is like very dark chocolate. I guess so, yeah. In my head, I just what? kind of interchangeable. Are you... What? This is, a, this is the strangest thing you've said to me in... The tw- 12 years we've known each other. You think, it's, <laughs> you think sour and bitter are similar? I mean, I th- okay, hang on. I'm going to say sour, bitter, similar. Yeah, you might have to upgrade the BudPod uh, Gmail account, Pierre, because the emails are going to come in. <laughs> oh, interesting. Sour refers to acidic pH and bitter refers to alkaline. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. Ah, uh, see, okay. The, the Listen to this, Phil. This is on the website of the Society of Sensory Professionals. Okay. There is a phenomenon in the, in the sensory world that widely referred to as the sour-bitter confusion that commonly occurs among untrained assessor. What? This occurrence so involves the assessor describing a sour sensation as bitter or vice versa, um, the practice appears to be limited to predominantly English-speaking countries, such as the U.S., Great Britain, and New Zealand. What? Yeah. This is the most... Be- debate, in huh? the, debate in the past has centered on whether this confusion stems from a physiological disorder or simply a deficit in exposure to and training with sour and bitter tastes. Is this your Asian cuisine mastery here, Phil? Helping I you mean, out I guess so. I never thought this was... An Asian privilege. Well, you guys have all sorts of special things that are sour and bitter. Well, we we literally have something called um, bitter gourd, which is a disgusting vegetable <laughs> that hard, only hardcore Chinese uncles love, and is a really like a really bitter kind of spongy cucumber, and they have it with, with soy sauce. It's disgusting and it's just plain bitter. Ugh. So from like from a young age, I guess I was I was like, this is bitter, and is awful. And then sour, yeah, sour is obvious. That's just like the thing that makes you go, mmm, with some lemons and vinegar. This is peculiar, though. This is like... I'm trying to I read... Feel like, uh, I'm trying to find out if I have a physiological condition now. I can't believe this hasn't come up before. Well, I guess, I mean, they, they so rarely are placed against each other, aren't they? Because they're sour and bitter. They're always against sweet and sour or bitter and whatever. Alkaline, I don't know. Well, I think in general, bitter is quite rare. So yeah, that's true. In in, in food, bitter is quite rare, especially in the I West. Mean, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, coffee is a bit bitter. Dark chocolate's bitter. Yeah, I supp- I suppose this is extraordinary. I cannot believe this. I don't know if I'd. I like. I I I I. I you're right on a chemical level, but I would never. I would never. I don't know if I'd ever have said, "Wow, what a bitter coffee." Really. A bitter coffee that would seem like well, like a, a pint. What about like a pint of bitter? Yeah, but I mean, so much of that just tastes like cream these days, right? Right. It's yeah, like a creamy but, but, pint. So it's like it's. Do you feel like a bitter taste and a sour taste activate like the same corners of your gums there, like at the back of your your mouth? I think back so. Of your teeth? I guess they sort of do. They make you sort of slap your tongue around a bit. That's true. And That's go, true. And, and go ooh. Yes, yes, yes. But to me, it's just extraordinary that you you think like the taste of vinegar and the taste of dark chocolate are like 
comp- like similar or comparable. I don't think they're similar. I just wouldn't necessarily like I like you're right. Like in the sense that I I, I would very I would I would rarely rarely but maybe not never describe some dark chocolates as sour because sometimes they are so you just go ugh but they're a bit like <laughs> you can get some dark chocolates yeah. that have an almost lemony aspect to them i find yeah I, I know what you mean yes 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 that is right yeah so you sort of um, go oh that's a whole that's a and whole coffee vibe. as well yeah and coffee you get that coffee that still tastes like berries i don't like that stuff i i, I met someone who has chocolate but only has like 90 or 95 percent cocoa dark what? chocolate what it's like at, the, at that point you don't like chocolate just punch yourself in the face every day <laughs> why don't you eat this <laughs> why don't you eat this citron <laughs> just eat this soil outside your house what is the point of 95 percent chocolate are you mad i don't i don't i don't have much time for people who are dark chocolate uh purists it's like yeah i get it <laughs> <laughs> you're an adult yeah congratulations oh you have a driver's license oh good for you I, <laughs> i've made this sweetie horrible <laughs> it's almost like a toughness thing like putting out a cigarette on your arm you know <laughs> it really is it really is like wow look at that guy he's eating something horrible that used to be good it's even more heartbreaking he took out an ingredient that made it nice. That means he likes it more than we do. <laughs> and then the other side of this on the internet is that you get people being like, every time you see some post saying something like what we're saying now, someone underneath will comment and be like, exactly, and my uh, partner or my mum or whatever always makes fun of me for adding syrup to my double chocolate sugar rose. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're also insane. <laughs> you, no, you're not on our team either, man. <laughs> if it's what I need to enjoy my breakfast, then that's what I need. Man, what a bombshell! What a bombshell! I mean, I, I'd love to hear from Podbuds if they have a similar thing. I wonder how 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 common this is, and how strange that it's 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 predominantly English-speaking countries. Yeah, that is was it a deficit of language. Maybe I think it might like, be a language thing, and also the fact that bitter these days is so often used to refer to, like, what a bitter winter's day, or what a bitter person. Yeah, and in my mind, that's always like, that person tastes like bitter gourd. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You you have this, like, uh, um, fruit in your head, or vegetable, that you could just go straight to. Yeah, that's right. And you're like, that's, right. that's that. That's what that... It's in the fucking name. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know you know, bitter lemon is a, is a drink. Well, but, yeah, exactly. But that's why they have to say bitter lemon to, to differentiate it from normal lemon, which is just sour. Yeah, I guess. But in my head, it's just like, well, if it's coming out of a lemon, then whatever. <laughs> so if you have sweet and sour chicken, you go, I guess chickens are naturally sweet and sour. No, no, I just mean like, it's like, a, if, there's a, if there's a type of lemon that's also bitter as well as sour, then, can't, then in my head, it's just like, okay, well, just whatever. Any word that means lemon taste is enough for this. I don't need to be, like, uh, assessing this at all times. I'm trying to think of anything I'd have. Like, I drink black coffee, but it's not... I wouldn't say it's particularly bitter. Well, how would you describe the taste of black coffee? I don't know. I mean, it's just... Mm. Hang on, my microphone's going all weird. One second. No. Oh, God. My desk is such a fucking mess. How would I describe the taste of black coffee? Um... But it, it, like, I suppose what I mean more is it wouldn't even be strong enough for me to call it bitter. Right, okay, okay. It's just coffee. Yeah, it just is. I don't know. I'd say sometimes certain black coffees can taste sour. That's the most, I'll, the most I can tell you. Well, whatever it is, Pierre, don't even talk to me until I've had my sour. <laughs> don't even talk to me until I've had my bitter gourd. I want to try one of those now. They sound awful. Oh, disgusting. Disga- it's the kind of thing you think, well, surely when the first person tried this, when everyone was testing out what was edible and what wasn't in the world, they went, no, this goes on the no pile. You ever, you ever, <laughs> you ever come across a bit of food and you go, how was this not thrown on the no pile back in the day? <laughs> I used to imagine that, you know, when I was a kid. I imagined the, 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 that time when, when one guy had to go around tasting everything. And putting it in his mouth and telling everyone if it was f- food or not. Yeah, or 
Yeah, just giving it a little, give it, giving it to the the person in the tribe who you hate the most. <laughs> that would be a good way yeah. to stop kids being annoying. It'd be like, you know, in the old days, the most annoying kid was who had to try the berries. I mean, it, it, we don't we don't appreciate enough how extraordinary it is. We live in a time where we know what is the food and what is the the rocks. We know what is. <laughs> Back in the day, we didn't know. Back in the day, we were like, oh, maybe. Do you think Put it in your mouth. maybe that literally the origin story behind all vegetables is we didn't kill a deer today? Yeah, so we had to. We we were so hungry. We haven't killed a deer for so long. We dug into the ground and found these sort of beige testicles, <laughs> and we tried to eat them, and they were gross. But we didn't give up. We then we we invented fire and we put it over there to see hopefully maybe maybe this will help <laughs> and it did <laughs> well they just they, yeah they're going around well they wouldn't have been broccoli because broccoli is an invention did you know that really broccoli ain't natural son well, well what's it from it's natural but in the sense everything's natural um it is cauliflower crossed with uh, i think a type of pea plant Oh my days! Is that true? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the or some kind of like like green leafy vegetable crossed with cauliflower, cross bread. Yeah. Wow! How about that? Yeah, and I'm not sure, but I think it might be named after the inventor, or maybe the inventor changed his name or something. Because you know the the broccoli's are who, the family that owned James Bond. Excuse me. Yeah, type- this is. <laughs> Type in, this is your sour and bitter. <laughs> broccoli invented. Type in broccoli James Bond as well. Broccoli, sprouting broccoli was cultivated in Italy. That sounds about right. In ancient Roman times. Um, and was introduced to England and America in the 1700s. So it's about as old as the tomato in, in Europe. Yes, the first broccoli... How bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. It's its own weird little thing. In a controlled environment, it can be forced to reproduce itself many times. That's what we've been doing in lockdown, reproducing ourselves. <laughs> How was broccoli created? Broccoli was created from a kale predecessor in the 1500s by selecting for the larger flower clusters. Isn't it mad how, like, civilizations were just... Like before Darwin, civilization just kind of got evolution and they got genetics and they, un- but then you tried to tell it tell it to them in a book and they went, "You should burn." <laughs> it's like you already know this. You just made a broccoli. Yeah, and it's like uh, th- this perfectly reasonable explanation for things that I've seen every day as a farmer is heresy. <laughs> and it's in the cabbage family. Look. This has been too much of an episode for me. This, I think I need to go and calm down. Sour is bitter. Broccoli is not real. And if it is, it's a cabbage. And I've owns, had enough. And it owns James Bond. And it owns James Bond. I've had enough. <laughs> Didn't he? I think it's like he's named after it or something. I want to find that family life. It's the name of... Name well, of so broccoli? like the, they're oh. the descendants of the inventor of broccoli. Surely. He acquired this is his too much. Oh no, that's not a nickname. This is way too much for a for the middle of the week. What does it mean? Family name. Why are people called broccoli? Well, presumably the name came first. A diminutive of brocco. See brocco. Well, what's brocco? Ah, I hate it when things. Name it. I hate it when things well, say that. Well, but I mean, it's one of those languages where you add something, you know. Yeah, but I'm trying to look yeah, at a dim- definition, and they just go, oh, it's a diminutive of Brocco, and you go, yeah, but what's that? Well, Brocco is, would be a surname, and then a it's Brocco- like when you go, if I called you, P- P- oh. well, it's like in Russia, they have um, Pichka, so you'd be like Pichka or something, Pichka. A Brocco it's a little- is a Broccolo. So- a Broccolo is a cabbage sprout, and a Brocco is a shoot or a sprout. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I always thought that the broccolis were somehow affiliated with it, but I guess they're just called Little Sprout Head Man. Oh, thank God. So, they... So, but so I like the broccoli telling... wasn't invented by a man called Broccoli. 
who I'm... then whose descendants own James Bond. <laughs> I do like telling is... people that though, so I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> it is the slightly less insane truth that the broccoli was named a sprouting leaf vegetable and someone was named after that. <laughs> Imagine inventing broccoli. What a fucking legacy. Yeah, that's something else. You go over for dinner at someone's place like you uh <laughs> you enjoying that dinner there? And they're like, hmm? yeah, 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 it's nice, pretty good, huh? The broccoli's uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be good without the broccoli, would you say? No, no, the broccoli's very nice. Yeah, you enjoy, you're welcome, you're welcome. And then later later on, they're like, why did that guy keep saying you're welcome about broccoli? <laughs> or even worse, you go into someone's house for dinner and then you go, you're not gonna, you're not gonna serve any uh, any is any broccoli <laughs> today? Is that uh? I just, I just think, I just think it's a good. Uh, you can have it as a starter. It doesn't even have to come with the main meal. Uh, yeah, nice to just pick at, but uh, no, 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 it's not for. No, I guess not everyone. Uh, not everyone loves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, enjoy. Well, this is, your sour and bitter well, broccoli pod buds. Well, on those, like, at this point, five bombshells, we, <laughs> we, should, we should sign off. Yeah, have a good week, guys. Enjoy. Have, happy Budiversary, happy, Phil. Yes, happy two years. Happy two, the terrible twos, will it be? Yeah, lots of screaming and pooping. Sounds like us. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. All right. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.